And we back. Just like that. Sold in 60. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Factual Film Studio. If you need to rent a studio space to do a podcast, a video shoot, or headshots, contact Factual Film Studio. Their link is in the bio. Awesome, 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 awesome. Shout out Richard Dale uh, Real Estate School also. Absolutely. If you're looking to get your license or you need continuing education or you want to get the broker's license, their link is in the bio. For sure. I love it. (laughs) So check it out. What I want to talk to you today about, um, what's the difference between a person that makes $100,000 in income and timeshare sales and a person that makes $500,000 in income and timeshare sales. What's the difference as far as work ethic? Yeah, like what's separate? Because I was, uh, I had a conversation. Actually, I did a meeting with someone and we was talking about how most people in this particular company were going to make 100000 Like it's almost like the minimum. It's funny how we're talking about 100000 as if it's, it's nothing, you know? Everyone makes a hundred. If you're making a hundred, you know it's all right, but you can make more, mm-hmm. right? There was a status, there was a a, um, a survey, a study that said that in America the national average household income was about seventy nine thousand. And when you talk about household, household is usually two people. Yes. Where that in the timeshare industry, um, this particular company that I was talking about. If you're making $80,000 as a sales representative, you're not meeting the sales quota. So then for you wouldn't have a job. So that means that for everyone's, and let's just, for you guys is with me. Imagine that every salesperson at, at a company makes 10% of, the, of whatever they sell. So that means you have to sell a million dollars in sales to earn $100,000. Mm. That's gross, right? So if you're making any less than that, you wouldn't have a position at that company. So the conversation was saying that a hundred thousand is, is light. That's, that's what everyone's going to make. But in that company that let's say they have a hundred reps mm-hmm. out of a hundred, 30 of those reps were going to make 210,000. Now 210,000 is what 10% of the households in America make. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the top 5% of, of families in the households, they make 343000 And that particular company had about 15 reps that were going to make at least 343000 And then you have the top 1% of the world that make at least half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And in that company, there was about five reps that were on pace to make 500000 mm-hmm. So my thing is, my statement was that even if you're making a hundred thousand, you don't need a hundred thousand to live on. Most no. of us don't, right? Mm-hmm. We more money, more problems. You make we make money. You want to spend more? I get it. Yeah. But so a person that's making a hundred thousand, they should have disposable income that they can use for other things, other investments, other moves that can also generate income. So my message was saying that. If you're doing 100 and your goal is to get to the next level, which is 200, you can still use the funds that you're getting to get into the bracket of the 300 and the 500 if you play your cards right mm-hmm. with your money. So that's pretty much what I was, you know, talking about. So what I'm saying is, you know, we have a tendency 
in a fast pace, a fast money making environment is when you get it, you spend it, and you buy more expensive stuff and you buy a bigger house. And if you look back at the, was it called the Great Recession? When was it, 2008, 2009? Yes. A lot of people lost a lot because they were splurging. I've heard the stories. Now, I, I came in the timeshare game in 2012. Mm -hmm. So I was able to talk to, there's some greats. Wait till we get them up here. Yeah. There's some greats that I I know their name. Mm -hmm. And there's some greats that I met. And I would love to, have, I, I'd love to name drop them now, but I guess that would be a spoiler. But there's a few that I spoke to before I even got in the game or heard about. And or if I talked to them one-on-one, -on -one, they told me about how the money was flowing. Mm-hmm. Half checks everywhere. Checks they didn't even cash. Back then they was they wasn't getting direct deposit. They was getting paid in checks. Yeah. But um, I mean, parties, money everywhere. I heard the stories. Yeah. But I also heard the downfalls. Hmm. You know, not every timeshare company takes out the taxes on the money that they earn. Yes. So a lot of if you get that gross income, if you don't manage it, you have now you have tax problem. You know. If you are a person that I know, people who didn't drink, started working in timeshare, became alcoholics. Now they drink. I know people that didn't do drugs. Maybe they did do drugs before they worked there, mm -hmm. but they just got bigger, deeper, deeper into that, and then fell off. You know, people went in there happily married. Yeah. And that was a whole other story. For sure. So, it seems like the industry, if you if your head is not right, or you get misled, or go to wrong you, you can fall off but what I'm trying to say is that if you get into the business and you start getting fast money um, even if you're not up there with those people if you can still use that money to, to open up other opportunities so that was that was the you know the message but the question was like I actually what's the difference between a person that's doing 105 like you said is it the work ethic yeah well well first of all backing up a little bit you mentioned some companies take the taxes out, some don't. So when you make a hundred thousand, a hundred is not really a hundred thousand. You know, if you really want to clear a hundred thousand, you got to make what one thirty, you know, in order to clear one, you know, a hundred thousand or, sure. or whatever the case may be. And then I want to ask you this: Do you prefer your taxes taken out of your money, or do you prefer putting the money to the side yourself and having the discipline to pay the IRS back at the end of the year? <laughs> I prefer having it myself so I can do what I got to do with it. Meaning, I get to control when and how I want to pay those quarterlies and stuff like that. But it takes discipline. I didn't have discipline when I first started. Mm -hmm. You know, you give me a dollar, I'm keeping that whole dollar. I just made a dollar, I'm spending that whole dollar. Yeah. I wasn't taking that a quarter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I learned the hard way. Even though I was warned, I, I, I learned the hard way. I I'm think like, we're all warned. <laughs> we were, yeah. Give me all my money, Yo, I, yeah. I'll take care of it later. But I, I learned. So going forward, I mean, um, now that I'm in a different position where you have accountants that can help you out, um, I manage it way better because now you have experts. You know, that's what they specialize in. So they tell you how to manage your money. But when I first started, knucklehead ready, you give me all my money. I want it all. Yeah. And then I'll pay them when I'm ready. Yeah. But they want their money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Up front, uh, in a lump sum. Mm -hmm. So I learned. But if if you're gonna get into business and you have the opportunity, my advice to you, don't don't follow me. My advice to you is have them take it out. Some companies will take it out. Some companies will let you do a deferment, where from each commission check you can ask how much you want them to defer, 
and then they'll give it to you on a quarterly basis and from that point on then you pay your taxes yeah yeah, I, I think I prefer. I mean, obviously everybody would want it up front, but I mean, just to make things easy, just so you don't ever find yourself in a pickle or a jam, just have them take the taxes out, have them take the money out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it'll be good. Do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do what I did. For you sure. Um, but yeah. So, what's the difference between a hundred thousand dollar rep and a four hundred thousand dollar rep? Um. <sighs> Man, I mean, obviously, well, I'll tell you this. I see, I don't see new reps on the higher scale of that pay. So in other words, I see more experienced reps making the threes and the $400,000 a year. And I see more of the new reps, obviously, on the lower end uh, uh, of that pay scale. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Have you seen a new rep just come in the game and start cracking three, four $400,000 a year? I have. Really? Yeah. I know a lady that was probably making, I don't know, $12 an hour mm. as a security guard. Mm. And uh, once she got into the game, she was fortunate. I mean, this person didn't even hardly speak English. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I hired her, right? And um, I remember encouraging her because I, I know a few people from Venezuela that were great. Rest in peace, woman named Tanya Creek, one of the greatest in the industry. I remember Tanya, yes. Rest um, in peace, Tanya. She, di she didn't really speak good English, but she was a beast. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people come from other countries and learn English here mm -hmm. in live, you know? Um, there are those success stories. I've seen... People come in new, learn the game, and then hit good numbers. I, I did this particular person I'm talking about didn't hit the 300, but she definitely did a drastic 180 from what she was before. Uh, definitely, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and she was, you know, moving. And of course, you don't come out, you don't always come out the gate, but some people you do, you hit it, you learn, it. and not for nothing. Some have come from other places, yeah, and then just just figure it out and then do good, but. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. For the most part, you know, like I have a buddy who just reached out to me today and was like, when do I cross this line? And, and my reply was, you know, you just got back in the game. Mm -hmm. So you got to be patient. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It comes with experience. It comes as you mm -hmm. keep going. But I think the key, the difference between the person that makes 100 and 500 is just discipline. Mm -hmm. I've seen people work on their days off. It's what's done in the dark, yo. It's like, I don't watch, you You probably played basketball. Yes. Kobe used to practice before practice. Yeah. Right? There's some people that role play, mm -hmm. they practice, they work when no one else is looking. The resort, I've gone to the, because, you know, we, we shoot content. Mm -hmm. We were up at the resort shooting content, and I see this rep working, making phone calls, booking appointments. The resort is closed. Yeah. But that's what a top person would do. So I think the difference between the person with 105 is discipline, also the mindset. You know what I'm saying? If you're passionate about hitting your goals and you're going to do what it takes to 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 hit that number. Yeah. Um I mean I mean I know some reps that they don't role play. Mm. They don't train. Mm. You know, they go to work, they clock out, once they clock out, it's over with. They they they're not doing anything in their life to make themselves better at work you mm. know and 
it takes role playing and it takes waking up earlier and it takes going to sleep later and it takes studying and it takes mastering your pitch and rewriting your pitch you know until you until you get it right so yeah some people just wing it i know some people that don't do no training or nothing and you know they get a couple deals here and there and it's enough to pay their bills and they're happy you know they're not striving for uh greatness if you will they just want their bills paid yeah i guess it depends on you know you got like listen listen again we talking about a hundred thousand like it's light work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, some people. You, you know my story. Mm-hmm. My story was I was in New York. I, pro- I don't know what I was making, but it was at least maybe like sixty thousand dollars. This is 2011. My buddy calls me and says, "Yo, is you making at least seventy thousand dollars?" I sit there and calculated in my head while I was on the phone. I said, "No." He said, yo, you need to come out here right now, get your real estate license, I can get you in. I, I. So that 70, you know what I'm saying, was was what I was like, oh, shit, if I could do better than what, because when I was doing the, the 60, I was multitasking. Yeah. I was working in at a law firm doing collections, and then I had the film business. You know what I'm saying? And that's how that number was being hit. Yeah. My boy told me pull up. I came out here, and I exceeded that 70. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my cost of living wasn't 70. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I could have just scaled back and be like, I'm good right here. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you look and you see someone's doing 500 and you know they pull their pants up just like you do, mm-hmm. one leg at a time in the morning and they wake up and you know your swag is better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? you like, you know what? I'm about to smoke this person. They ain't no different than me. For sure. So that's, I think, you know, friendly competition when you work at a resort and you look, Who's number one? Who's the top ten? And that's what drive you to say, Psh, because they ain't no different than me. That's true. But how do you get there? You got to study your opponents, right? You got to study competition. Yeah. A boxer watches his, uh, you know, his competition and watch how they fight. Football players, they have those scouts that look at the other, the other teams and how they play and what mm-hmm. plays they run. Mm-hmm. You know how they run their defense and their offense. So mm-hmm. the same thing. If I'm realizing this person's taking X amount of tours and their average sale price is X amount, then I got to figure out. How am I going to catch up and beat that person? Yeah. And if maybe not, maybe not just be about that person, but how do I obtain my goal? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I'm trying to make 300000 what do I have to write to get to that number? Mm-hmm. So if I'm getting 10%, I got to write $3 million, right? But I got to have cushion because of taxes. Yeah. So I got to what, do what, 3.5? Yeah. Now, if I wanted to write 3.5, how many tours can I possibly get? What's my average sale price? Yeah. So if I need, if I'm only selling average deals of seventeen thousand, I gotta bump this up and start asking for more money. For sure. So now I'm gonna go for twenty two thousand. There you go. And then you figure it out. Now how many how many weeks am I not gonna work? Mm. You got some people that don't take no time off. Mm-hmm. You gotta force them to take time off. Mm. But they got a goal in mind. Mm. Vacation when I'm ready. I'm working forty nine weeks. And when they vacation, I bet you that vacation is amazing. It's probably bore, bore, see chalice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's discipline. Santorini. It's diff. It's, it's definitely uh, discipline. So, I took a quote from um, Vince Lombardi, and the quote goes like this: He goes, "The difference between a successful person and another is not the lack of strength, not the lack of knowledge, but the lack of will. Mm. It's about the will. Mm. You gotta want it. I, I compare it to working out. You know, we go to the gym." You can work out, you can work out, but really, it's about the diet, right? So if you're not eating clean, and you're not consuming alcohol or empty calories, that'll help you obtain that goal. Yeah. But you gotta have the lack of will to really want it. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. But I think, um, I think like you said, a lot of people don't role play. Yeah. And I seen, um, actually was somebody's reel on Instagram. Somebody I know too. It was he's talking about real estate, but he says his quote was, "Don't role play with real money." Mm, I love it. That was dope. Now, how that resonate with me is because you go on a listing presentation. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to drop the ball on a listing presentation. You know what I'm saying? So we got the role play. This you know what I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. But I took that and I used that in a meeting with um, Timeshare. Mm -hmm. I did a meeting. I said, "Don't role play with real money," because if you Sometimes, like, let's say, for instance, I'm on a, on the floor and someone gives me an objection and you're my manager. I'm like, yo, this is what they're saying. They saying they got to put the kids in college. They saying they got to buy a house. And if you give me a line to object or to, to beat that objection, if it's my first time hearing it, then I got to try to remember what you said and I'm going to say it to them. If I miss it or if I mess it up, I don't deliver it properly. Mm -hmm. So I missed the opportunity of overcoming the objection. And making money. And making money. So yeah. now I'm role-playing with real money because there's real money on the line. Real money on the line, yeah. yeah. But had I been ready and practicing this off the floor... You would have been ready. I would have been ready. Because yeah. now you can tell me something that will throw me off and I'll be like, okay, I would say this. Mm -hmm. Or I would say that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the message was don't role-play with real money. Yeah, don't role-play with real money. Be be you. It's almost like if you sell a $60,000 deal and someone says, oh man, you're lucky. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not really lucky if you've been role playing and practicing and preparing for, you know, this, yeah. this tour. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, what is it? Preparation meets opportunity, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's luck. For sure. But I mean, this is, this is where role playing and practicing comes into play. There's always going to be a time where you get somebody that comes that doesn't have the spouse with them. Mm -hmm. And the, the objection is my spouse is not here. Mm -hmm. So you have to know how to overcome that. They need to make a decision for their family, right? Mm -hmm. You have to know how to overcome that objection. You have to be prepared, mm -hmm. right? There's always going to be a time where it's the guest, the owner's children that's coming. Mm -hmm. You know they're going to say, my mom and dad, I can always use mommy and dad's. And you have to be strong enough to say, you know, God bless the child that has his own. Mm -hmm. You don't want to base your vacation on the hopes of your parents not taking one. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, you don't want to be stuck with something that no longer works flexible, mm -hmm. like the one that your parents own. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You may have somebody that, oh, I don't want to pay maintenance. I heard you got the maintenance. And you have to be able to overcome that objection. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just think practicing helps you prepare so it's effortlessly. It doesn't stump you when, For you're, sure. when you're on the for sure. Slow. Like right now, I bet people can throw one, two, three, four, five objections at you right now, and you already know within the split second what to say, yeah. how to say it, you know, and things of that nature because you've been practicing this for a long time, I would imagine. You know what else? I mean, anyone that's in the business, it's it's you're going to get the same objections over and over and over. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much, I mean, we could probably sit down and go over them together and be like, these are the top 10 objections that a person's going to get. So, mm -hmm. you know, in our industry, it's, it's, it's repetitive. Mm -hmm. So you just got to be prepared. Now, the difference between the objection and the condition is a condition you can't control. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If someone's dying or there's a health issue, there's something you cannot control. Mm -hmm. But objection is most of the time probably just smoke. Yeah, smoke, smoke screen. screen. Or, you know, you know, like, you know, we, we tell people that when, they, when a person says no, they're just saying K-N-O-W. I don't know enough. So 
if you have the right information, the right data, if, if you identify what they're telling you, the reason why they don't want to buy, you can turn that around and be the same reason why they should buy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of that comes with persistence. Mm-hmm. You have to, re- like, if you believe in the product, there's no reason why somebody, you feel like somebody shouldn't own it. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you guys are dealing with people who are brand new, they don't own any vacations, you got to believe in vacations. You should believe that everyone deserves quality time with their family to live a nice luxury experience. You know what I'm saying? To have the tranquility and the and be willing to save money mm-hmm. this route. Mm-hmm. If you're already in the business where people don't own or people people do own, you got to show them how getting more mm-hmm. is beneficial for them. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So again, we was talking on on the last show about is it for everyone? You know, mm-hmm. you got to have those traits. You got to be able to deal with rejection. You got to have the will to overcome objections and to see yourself successful and a little bit persistent. You know, mm. that's how I feel. The quote that I read from Dale Carnegie was saying, um, people develop success from failures mm-hmm. and that discouragement and failure are the two surest stepping stones to success. When you're new, you get discouraged because you're not selling and you feel that failure. And then you turn to somebody, whether it be a trainer or a manager or your friend or, you know, whatever. And you say, man, I don't know why they're saying no, man. I don't know why I'm not selling this thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And that opens up a dialogue for you to either talk to somebody that could be like, well, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Or are you making this a point? Or did you say this? Or, you know, you figure out a way how to overcome those obstacles. That's why I tell anybody that's new, Mm -hmm. journal. Mm -hmm. Write down why they bought or why they didn't buy. Mm Mm-hmm. With experience, when you go back, you'd be like, you know what? If a person told me that this time, I would tell them this, mm-hmm. and then you get better. You know what I'm saying? But let's 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 make a disclaimer for a second, though, right? Because you're saying you could be in the in in the break room talking with the colleague, coworker. Hey, man, I it's been two three weeks now. I, I can't sell it. I can't give it away. What am I doing wrong? I will make this disclaimer. Be careful who you're getting information from because mm. some of these people are not certified, well-known, auto award-winning trainers like <laughs> Richard Roberts over here, okay, that has years of experience. Some of these people are what we call break room trainers. You know what I'm saying? And the break room trainers, we all know the break room trainers, the break room trainers. So when you work at a timeshare resort, there's this long list and it lets you know where you are on the list because it lets you know when you're next up, right? So every time a family comes, they call out the name from the list and the list just continues to go up and up and up until it's your turn. So the break room trainers, their names are usually at the bottom of the list, right? So that means they're the last ones to go out for that day. That means their name is so far at the bottom of the list, they probably won't even go out that day, you know? So these are the people that you want to quote unquote, you know, I don't want to say stay away from, you know, but I, I, I definitely would. What would you say, Rich? Like, be careful when you get information from these people, because obviously what they're doing is not working. I want to be like, before you tell me what to do, let me, where you at on the list? Let me see. Exactly. You <laughs> What's your VPG? Yeah, 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 where yeah, yeah. That? Find out, you know, because if you got someone now, the trick to this is. When your name is at the bottom of the list, obviously you're not going out. You're in the break room giving out advice on what that what that your salesperson should have did, right? 
but the reps that are at the top of the list those are the reps that are making money those are the reps that are going out you know busy. two three times a day they're busy right but those are the reps that are the hardest to get in contact with when it comes to getting information like hey man can you help me out with this or i haven't sold in three or four weeks can you can you share with me some things that i'm doing wrong it's hard to get yeah. in contact with those agents they, ain't got time for you. they don't have time for you they're making money you know what i'm saying so now it's like okay well i don't want to talk to the people at the bottom of the list i can't get in contact with the people at the top of the list Who do I, talk to? I guess the people in the middle i should probably talk to them and see you know what i'm saying what's going on but yeah, be careful who you get uh, your information from. Definitely. Yeah. I think that um, can throw you off and you start changing things and just put you in the gutter. Yeah, for sure. Like you want to throw in a towel. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, right? Connect with your customer. Have a conversation. Make a friend. Find an angle. And that's what leads to a sale. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think objections is something that's always going to come about. And you just got to know how to overcome it. But you got to believe in the product. You know what I'm saying? Then believe in yourself, of course. That's it. But For sure. That's what. That's the thing I was, I was um, talking about just the other day. Just believing in yourself and, and just not giving up. Because they, um, Thomas Edison, he said one of the, our greatest weaknesses lies in giving up. And mm. he says the most certain way to succeed is to try one more time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... There's some people that have tried. They started at a resort. It didn't work out. And it was like, man, forget time shit, man. I'm out. I went to um, school shopping for my daughter the other day. And I walked into, I forgot what the store was. I think it was Arrow Pastel, looking for jeans. Mm. Hey, man, Rich, you remember me, man? Yeah, man. I remember I was at Westgate, man. It worked out. I'm back here. And I'm like, damn. And I'm just saying, like, that person just left. Didn't give it a shot. Went back to retail. Was the greatest person dealing with people, you know, coming in, mm -hmm. but just didn't find it. Like sometimes you just gotta give it a shot somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's different products, right? You have weeks and points. Maybe the weeks product wasn't for him, but the points makes more sense, and he could describe it better. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. from my understanding, points you can use for a bunch of different things. Yep. And sometimes if you believe that and you can convey that, maybe you have a better time. Expressing that to somebody and for sure do better. So yeah, I can see that happening. Try sure. one more time, y'all. If you was in it and you didn't like it, try one more time. Yeah, uh, um, I mean another thing too is not just the timeshare industry, but sales industry in general. Like you have to be prepared from moving over from the employee or the hourly uh, pay structure that you're used to, to, you know, getting paid, which is a guaranteed check. Cause as long as you show up and put in the hours, clock in and clock out, you'll get paid for your time. Yeah. But in uh, a sales commissions job, you can show up all day long. You can work two, three, four months all day long. But if you don't sell, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And get a deal, you're not getting paid. You, you know what I'm kill, saying? You don't eat. So that's one thing you want to be mindful of. So when you say people start and then, you know, it doesn't work out for them in a month or two, they quit and end up going back to their regular job. That's because you have to be prepared that on a, on a sales commission's job, you don't get paid unless you sell. So, you know, if you're thinking about moving into a, a commercial, uh, I mean, a, um, a sales commission job then you definitely want to have a strong support system at home or you definitely want to have, you know, a couple months of reserves in the bank just in case it takes you a while to get, you know, your your, your first deal. Um, yeah, but 
for sure definitely be mindful of the hourly and commission jobs two separate things you got to be prepared for that just understand that sales has an unlimited income potential Mm -hmm. I let that marinate because there's only but so many hours you can work so much overtime you can get but sales have has an unlimited income potential you know what I'm saying there was a state saying the other day that we all are millionaires we just gotta grab the ideas out of our head mm. well with sales there's unlimited opportunities we just gotta take advantage of them and be prepared for them. I agree you know what I'm saying and that's how you get sold in 60 for sure <laughs> So again, one time, uh, shout out to our sponsors, uh, Richdale, Richdale Real Estate School. Um, if you're looking to get a real estate license, if you're looking to get your continuing education classes and whatnot, and uh, you're looking to record any uh, real estate promo, you're looking to do a podcast, anything of that nature, get in contact with a uh, factual film studio and. Uh, Richdale Real Estate School. They'll set you on the right track for sure. Both links are in the bio. Click, like, share, repeat. <laughs>